Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Coco Express, part of the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your host on the Coco Express is Aurelia Lyles. She's all about keeping it real. Great guests, interesting topics, so get on board. Listen, learn, live. Good evening and welcome to the Coco Express Show Network for Wednesday, April 2nd, 2014. As you all know, it is time for your favorite and my favorite episode, Relationship Remedies for Us. It's about me. It's about you. It's about us. It's about Relationship Remedies with Dr. Linda Owens-Wiley and Hank's Join Us. Good evening, family. Peace and blessings. This is Dr. Linda Wiley. Welcome to Relationship Remedies for Us. This is the place where we discuss hot topics related to relationships, so bring us your questions, your concerns, your comments, and most importantly, bring an open mind. We are all about relationship health, and we talk about it from a number of different perspectives. Tonight's topic is surviving marriage in the 21st century. Surviving marriage in the 21st century. Now, this is not the first time we've talked about marriage, and it won't be the last time. I understand that marriage is not for everyone. In fact, Scripture tells us that to some, God gave the gift of marriage, and to others, he gave the gift of singleness. So we're not saying everyone needs to be married, but we do want to talk about it a number of different times from different perspectives because it is such a critical issue. In fact, um, when you think about it, marriage still matters. In the United States today, we spend more than $50 billion, with a B, dollars a year on weddings more than $50 billion a year just on weddings. And in every generation, more than 90% of women have married, dating as far back as the 1800s where we have records for. And despite divorce, predictions indicate that at least four out of five women still will marry today. So marriage still matters. It's something that's very beneficial to the well-being of individuals, families, communities, states, countries, and the entire world. So we're going to talk a little bit tonight. We've got some folks joining us. Of course, I will be joined by my co-host, Hank Stewart, friend and, and spoken word artist. Hank always brings a little flavor to the conversation. He'll be joining us. And then we've got a couple of surprise guests for you as well, people who do work full-time in the industry of marriage and relationships. And so they'll be coming on as well. But first I want to share something with you. This is some information that comes from a website called Family Scholars. Org. Again, familyscholars.org. And it's a synopsis of some work that um, comes from a book called Why Marriage Matters. Apparently, a diverse group of leading family scholars got together, summarized their findings on the difference that marriage makes. And so I just want to share some of that with you as sort of the backdrop before we begin our conversation. They broke this down into a couple of different categories. So in the category of family, 
they say a number of things, but here are two points that I'll share with you. One is that marriage increases the likelihood that fathers and mothers have good relationships with their children. That's something that we'll explore a little bit later with our guests. Another point they make in the category of family is growing up outside an intact marriage increases the likelihood that children will themselves divorce or become unwed parents. Now, that should not surprise anybody. Those, those cycles tend to continue. If you grow up in a home where there was divorce or parents were never married, it's a greater likelihood that you will follow that same pattern. Another category was economics. I mean, of course, everything that we do has some economic implications. So let me share a couple of points from the economics category. One is that divorce and unmarried childbearing increase poverty for both children and mothers. Again, makes sense. If you've got one person who is footing the bill, or in the case of divorce, you may have another parent who's contributing, but they're not contributing 100%. They're contributing at whatever percentage of the state they live in says is required. Then, of course, it's going to be an economic hardship on the mother and the children, assuming that the mother has the children. Another economic point, married couples seem to build more wealth on average than singles or cohabitating couples. Another point, parental divorce or failure to marry in the first place appears to increase children's risk of dropping out of high school. And lastly, parental divorce reduces the likelihood that children will graduate from college and achieve high-status jobs. So, again, marriage impacts families, communities, states, etc. They also took a look at it from a physical health and longevity standpoint. And, of course, economics ties into physical health. Many times, if you don't have um, money to take care of the family appropriately, then health matters arise out of poor nutrition or not being able to go to the doctor or whatever the case might be. So here are a couple of points from that category. Marriage is associated with reduced rates of drug and alcohol use for both adults and teens. The other way, in cases where there's divorce or no marriage in the first place, you've got a higher rate of drug and alcohol abuse by adults and by teens. Another point, marriage is associated with better health and lower rates of injury, illness, and disability for both men and women. Two more categories, mental health and emotional well-being. Children whose parents divorce have higher rates of psychological problems like depression and other mental illnesses. And another point from that category, Married mothers have lower rates of depression than do single or cohabitating mothers. Now, again, that shouldn't be any big surprise because there are links there. If you're finding that um, you don't have enough money and you're dealing with some physical health issues, then it makes sense that there might be some depression or some other psychological problems that are going on in the household. And then the last category is crime and domestic violence. Boys raised in single-parent families are more likely to engage in delinquent and criminal behavior. I mean, that's all over the news. And the last point that I'll share with you is that a child who is not living with his or her own two married parents is at significantly greater risk for child abuse. So, again, these are just some facts that some social scientists got together uh, based on research they had done, findings in the research, et cetera. They came up with this report. 
It's called Why Marriage Matters, and there are many more points if you'd like to check it out. It's at familyscholars.org. But I just wanted to use that as somewhat of a backdrop as to why it is that we've chosen to talk about marriage. And one of our guests who will be joining us is um, Jenny Triplett. Hopefully Jenny's husband, Rufus, will be on as well. But Rufus and Jenny are Ebony Magazine's Couple of the Year for 2012. Rufus and Jenny Triplett are changing the game in every way possible. Not only are they one of very few professional husband and wife teams who do just about everything together, they have survived 20-plus years of marriage being attacked at the hip. So we want to talk to uh, Rufus and Jenny and find out what is their perspective on marriage and what are some of the things that they've done that has helped with the longevity of their marriage. So, Aurelia, have we been joined yet by either Jenny or Rufus? They are here. All right. Very good. Well, hello. Welcome. This is Relationship Remedies for Us, and I'm Dr. Linda Wiley. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Hey, Dr. Linda. Uh, thanks for having us. I don't know. I thought somebody's name was Hank just a few minutes ago. Thanks. Well, Hank's here, too, I'm sure. Well, what, what's your answer for Hank, folks? I thought she said. Oh, I heard you. Jenny and Hank is They the, might didn't hear you. Jenny and Hank is the same thing in the hood. It means the same thing. Okay. Well, Hank hasn't joined us yet. Hank is a co-host who usually is, is, is riding with me every once in a while. He, uh, due to other engagements and so forth, will pop in when he can. But we're hoping that before the night is over, he'll join because, trust me, he brings a flavor that nobody else can bring to the show. But now the, the spotlight is on you guys. So tell us a little bit about Rufus and Jenny Triplett and how it is that you guys came to be Ebony Magazine's Couple of the Year in 2012. I'm the man. Oh, you the man now? The man. The man. First, I you, just told you before. First, you didn't know how it happened. Now all of a sudden, you're know the happened? man. You know, it's it's funny how time changes people. But mm. actually, um, we we were they found us. Uh, Ebony found us. This we just little old us just doing our thing. Everybody found me. I ain't here, lost puppy in that. Out here spreading a message, spreading a word. Um, we wanted to put a message out about marriage. Um, this happened, started several years ago. Yeah, several meaning more than three. And we were approaching our 20-year anniversary, and we just felt that we had a lot of wisdom that we could share with people because there's so many different dynamics to our marriage, you know, as far as, as marrying young by society standards. I ain't put no dynamite up in here. We survived uh, the military. We did marry in the military. There's so many... Everybody that we knew that got married in the military the same time we did are definitely no longer together. So mm-hmm. we survived the military marriage. Um, we had three children in a five-year period. So having children at a young age, it brings all kind of dynamics into the marriage. We survived all of that. You know, we, yeah, I survived. we purchased our home at a very young age. We survived that. We've known people that go into, you know, purchasing a home and they're not even married, and that ends up as as a court battle, you know, bringing that to the table. Who's going to get the house? Oh, we ain't going to battle. I'm giving it up. I'm gone. Look, I'm just walking out the door. I will leave you and everything standing in this house with a quickness. You already know What's that. What's everything? That's it? Uh, 
All, all I got is a chance. That's already, Everything else is yours. That's already written. I don't and, need and so it, it sounds like this banter is a, a normal part of your everyday existence, which might add to why your marriage survives as well, being able to playfully banter back and forth with one another. So let me, let me interject just for a minute because I want to find out, given all of the things that you guys have survived, what was it? You said you got together at an early age by society standards. What was it? Jenny, that let you know that Rufus was not the man, as he proclaimed himself to be at the start of the show, but to let you know that he was the man for you. Well, knowing him from being young, I mean, knowing him since the age of 16, knowing his background, knowing what he was all about, knowing that he chased chicken heads, and I was chicken heads. And I wasn't one of those chicken heads. I said, oh, he must have came to his senses. He must really have some type of morals and values about himself because I wasn't one of those fly-by-night type of people. And um, him wanting to be serious about a relationship and actually wanting to be married and committed, then I knew he had to have a little something-something going on. I fly during the day, too. I don't just fly at night. All right, so, Rufus, let me, let me ask the same question of you. What was it about uh, Jenny that let you know that she was not one of the chicken heads and that she was somebody that you would consider and did consider being serious about and settling down with it? Tell us about some of her qualities and characteristics that helped you to know that she was the one. Mm-hmm. That's all you. Mm-hmm. That's all you. Well, um, she, she had... She had Yeah. 
So, and yeah, thank you for sharing that. We were not aware of that. Now, of course, we did know about the book, Surviving Marriage in the 21st Century, and we do plan to, to, you know, give you plenty of time to talk about that. And because you were coming on, that's why we named the show Surviving Marriage in the 21st Century. So good to know. Go out and get your free Kindle edition of the book. But tell us a little bit about the work that you do and how it developed into your book. I guess she told you. Well, the book the book came first. Everything okay. kind of came. Everything kind of like streamlined together. First, we had we started the video series. We were just doing a video series about surviving marriage, putting a buzz out in regards to a book because our thing was, you know, well, who's going to read our book? Nobody knows who we are. So, in putting the, together the video series about the book, that's kind of how Ebony got connected and kind of found us. So we got sidelined you know, with that honor, and then we finally got the book out. So with the book coming out, then we went on a book tour, which we did like 16 cities last year uh, with a book tour, but we also do marriage workshops because what we found, because we were just coagulating in our own little world, that everything was wonderful in our own little world, outside of our world, things are falling down. You know, the divorce rate is off the chain. When we started, it was like, what, at maybe about 55, 52 to 55%. This year, I think it came out that the divorce rate is now up to 62%. So we felt that we could maybe put a little dent, you know, in some things to find out what the problems are. So we started doing marriage workshops. We do those uh, pretty frequently and across the country but we also found with the marriage workshops, we had a lot of single people reaching out to us saying, can I come? Do you guys do this for single people? And, of course, there's way more single people than it is married people, so how could we just deny that demographic of people who want to be married, but, you know, they have some things going on maybe and they want to find out how to find better relationships. Trying to help these young folks get back to the basics. That's what I'm trying to do. But, you know, it's really good to talk to single people because I think before folks get married, they have one concept of what marriage is like. And for most people, after they get married, that picture shifts a little bit. So the more we can help people understand early on what marriage is like and what are some of the things they can expect, then the better the uh, the chances that the marriage will survive. So I think it's great when single people reach out and they want to learn more about it before it actually takes place. So I'm going to put a pin in that just for a moment because um, our other guest, Dr. Aaron Turpo, has joined us as well, and I want to make sure that we bring Aaron into the conversation. Aaron and I go way back. We've known each other for a number of years. We've done some work together in terms of uh, workshops and being on panels together. Uh, with Dr. Turpo, you don't just get a result here or there. Your entire life changes. He is a licensed professional counselor and the premier African-American counselor in Atlanta. He specializes in relationship counseling, marriage counseling, healing from infidelity, healing from a divorce, finding a love relationship, and Internet dating. And in addition, he is the author of a book as well. Aaron's book is called The Harmonious Way. So welcome, my friend. How are you, Dr. Turpo? Excellent. How about yourself, Dr. Linda? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for making time to join us. We are in conversation with the triplets, Rufus and Jenny Triplett, and as I mentioned previously, they are Ebony Magazine's Couple of the Year for 2012, and they were talking to us a little bit about how they got together and how 
their book evolved. They started with video series on surviving marriage, then the book, the book tour, and now they do some marriage workshops as well. So now that I've got all these marriage experts on the line, I just want to start with something that's very foundational. And since you're just joining us, Erin, I'm going to ask you to go first in response to this. But from your perspective, what's the purpose of marriage? Uh, the purpose of marriage uh, can be basically what people want it to be, but uh, the way I view it in, um, is it's a companionship type thing. It's a, a survival thing. It's an economy thing. It's about survival, uh, I think, for a lot of reasons. If you look historically, a lot of the civil reasons is uh, for organization, uh, to make sure that we are civil with each other. You can think about uh, raising kids can be a primary purpose. Uh, for a lot of function that a lot of people have is to protect uh, chaos. You know, deep down, people want to make sure that their kids are their kids, um, and they don't want to deep down raise somebody else's kids. And these are some of the historical reasons why marriage has come about. But today, I think the purpose of marriage is to really provide companionship with each other. Okay. All right, cool. So triplets. You guys have been married 20-plus years. I'm going to ask you, respond to that as well. What do you think is the purpose of marriage? All these doctors on the phone, hey, I'm going back and get, I'm going to be a doctor, too. Somebody's going to call me doctor. <laughs> we, we can call you doctor tonight if that'll help, okay? Dr. Rufus, help us out, Dr. Rufus. From your perspective, what's the purpose of marriage? But why you got a name? The woman's saying something. The purpose of marriage. All right, Dr. Rufus. Go ahead. There there you go. Go ahead. The the, the purpose of marriage is for us to grow from one point in our life to another without killing each other. That's the purpose of marriage. That's your purpose. That's the purpose. Not for me, not to do something. Uh huh. Now, the purpose of marriage is for man and woman. Let's take this all the way back to the tradition and the foundation and the institution of what marriage is. It's for men and women to get together in a legal arrangement and to be fruitful and multiply. Get married, call him Nate if it's a boy. What? Yeah. We'll girl? Him, yeah, we'll call him Nate if it's a boy. What if it's a girl? Nate, Nate. Nate. Nate is not a girl's name. That is that is the purpose of marriage, the foundation. Okay. And before I throw my, my two cents in with respect to uh, the purpose of marriage, I need to bring my, my friend and co-host into the conversation. We have been joined by the great and incredible Hank Stewart. Brother, what's up? How are you? What's up, young lady? What's up? How you doing? I am doing well. As my, my friend and mentor, Les Brown, always says, I'm doing better than most. So uh, I'm grateful right. for another day. But, but we want to hear from you, too. We want to understand from your perspective, what's the purpose of marriage? Mm, I, I, think, uh, I think I heard Dr. Turpo say it, and I think he kind of covered it all. I think it's for um, union. I think it's, uh, it's actually from a romantic standpoint. I think the, the, the point of doing what God has um has uh brought together uh helping each other uh being helpmates to each other i think there's so many different purposes and i i think when we look at children uh today um and um 
and the like of marriage when we're having kids, you know, uh, outside of marriage and there's no structure of home. I think, you know, and it's not to say that all kids who come from two-parent homes are doing better, but we know that they're doing better than a lot of the kids who does, who, who, you know, who don't come from two parents. So I think it's a combination of finance. I think plays a factor. Um, it, there's there's several reasons. Yeah. yeah, and that's why we connect so well because at the top of the show, I read something um, that comes from a, a report called Why Marriage Matters, and the social scientists broke it down into a number of different categories. One category was family, and I gave a couple of points from each category. Another one was economics. Another was physical health and longevity. Another was mental health and emotional well-being. And then the last one was crime and domestic violence. So all of those things are touched on, and that's why marriage matters, because of the impact that it has in all of those areas. But then if we take it to a slightly more spiritual perspective, um, there are some other things as well, and we've touched on some of them too. So one definitely is companionship, you know. And again, Bible talks about can two walk together except that they be agreed. And so true companionship grows out of a oneness of spirit, and companionship definitely is one of the reasons for marriage. Another purpose is enjoyment. You know, marriage is to be enjoyed. And so uh, Hebrews talks about marriage is honorable, precious and all, and the bed should be kept undefiled. So there's enjoyment that comes from marriage. A third thing is, is completeness. You know, um, when God created Adam, he took a look at him and kind of said, it's not good that man should be alone. Let us create a help meet for him. And so in order to help complete the man, he pulled that rib from his side, created a woman, and presented him back to, the, presented her, I'm sorry, back to the man. So completeness, fruitfulness, you know, be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So another reason why, protection. A husband is to protect his wife by laying down his life for her. I mean, the book of Ephesians tells us all about that. And there's protection for the woman as well, because or protective role, because the wife is to protect the interests of her home. You can find that in Titus chapter 2. And then the last thing is to typify Christ and the church. The marriage relationship is a covenant relationship that is supposed to emulate the relationship of Christ and the church. Christ as the head of the church. Husband as the head of the family. And there's so much in Scripture that talks about that relationship and relates it to the Christ-Church relationship. So when people talk about marriage loosely or when they talk about it just from a worldly type of perspective or just from, you know, a legal aspect, leaving out the other pieces, it kind of causes the hairs on the back of my neck to stand up just a little bit because marriage was created by God for his purpose, and anything else that we do to it really violates what God was trying to do. So don't know if anybody has any, any comment um, on any Girl, of that. You got that right. That's the kind that of that God, God created marriage. They know we can't change marriage. we got to do marriage exactly. how he told us to do it, period. That's why exactly. I said I'm, I'm trying to get these young folks back to the basics. Exactly. That's exactly where we need to go is back to the basics. Some things just don't change. And so, you know, Scripture tells you God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So when you hear people talk about, oh, well, this is the 21st century, oh, well, things are different now, no, they really aren't. The purpose of marriage has not changed, and uh, we just need to keep going back to the basics. So, hey, that's, hey, that's the purpose of the book, because I've married in the 21st century. Ain't nothing changed, ain't nothing different. We're trying to get, we trying to get you back. The way you're going to survive in the 21st century is to do what the old folks did back in the day. 
And that's keep so pushing that? on, stick together, and, and and marriage until death. That's where that's where you're gonna get uh, the young folks in the twenty first century. Yeah. And again, we all understand that sometimes things happen and marriages do end in divorce. It doesn't mean that the people are, are bad or that people did not do whatever, fill in the blank. But we know that that was not the ideal. That was not what God had in mind. And so the ideal should be to protect that covenant. But because divorce is so rampant, and, you know, the little-known fact that about 91% of all divorces are initiated by women. And so as much as women want to be married, women will also end that marriage if they think things aren't going right. And it's creating this fear. So I'm going to read you guys this little letter that came in. And uh, just give you a heads up, Erin, I'm going to ask you to, just make some commentary on this, but here's the letter. It says, I am a 45-year-old unmarried female hoping to heal my negative concept of marriage. How do I undo this fear and negativity? I feel like they are deep-rooted weeds I can't pull. Growing up, all I heard was don't get married or you can always get married later. The message was clear to not rely on a man, but to instead travel, socialize, and experience life. Now it is later. And all I hear is, if you get married, you have to put up with someone's crap, or marriage is hard, or men don't help, or you have to take care of them and everything else. It's thankless. Needless to say, my marriage does not have to be my parents' or grandparents' marriage, but I'm afraid of getting trapped in something I can't get out of, or I'll get bored, or we'll irritate each other, or he'll hurt me emotionally, or cheat on me, etc. I have had therapy and have worked out many issues. My dad and I didn't have a good relationship, but I just can't wrestle this from my psyche. Help. And it's signed, Sincerely, M.W. So that was kind of a mouthful. But let's just get, what, what could we say to M.W.? What, what comes to mind when you think about this fear of marriage that she has? So, Dr. Terpo, let me go to you first. Okay. Man, I tell you, I got, you got, you hit me on my button right there because I, I have so many clients with that type of uh, situation. You know, and I look back at the uh, history of our people as far as African-American people in this country, and we've had to survive things like slavery, uh, uh, Jim Crow, and a lot of different things. And so I think a lot of psychological residuals are still remaining from that. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that is remaining from that is that the men, African-American men, we've become like displaced warriors. And as as also another result of that is because we've become... um, lynched down to displaced warriors, the women have had to rise up and be strong for the survival of our people and the family. And as part of that, what they've learned on a subconscious level, part of the psychological residual, is that you've got to be strong and don't depend on any man. Mm-hmm. Don't depend on a man. Many of our girls have taught this over and over again in our culture that you cannot depend on a man. And yep. so they see it when the divorce is that daddy's not around and then they see it growing up and they see it, and then they get dogged out by a dude later on in the relationship. And so all these messages over and over again, you cannot depend on a man. You better get yours, get your career together, get your money together, get out there. Don't be studying a man in your 20s. You need to get out there and, and get your career together first. And then you've got plenty of time for that. You've got plenty of time for that. And then they come to my office in the mid-30s crying and boohooing because they can't find a man now that they're ready, or crying yeah. and boohooing because they can't have kids. And they're ready. And and a lot of that is because of this message about don't depend on a man. Be independent. 
And so it's it's a real real sad sad situation. So what to do about that? I try to encourage people is to recognize reality, understand the nature of things, understand the the circle of life, cycles of life, and to be able to understand that just because you've had bad experiences, just because mama had bad experiences, doesn't mean that every man is that way. And it takes courage to love. We have to, you know, just because if a black dude mugs me, I can't go around and I could, but it doesn't help me to say, well, all black people are muggers. If a, if a man dogs you out, all men are not going to dog you out. If a man cheats on you, all men are not going to cheat. So we have to have the courage to love. And I could go on and on, but I'm going to start hit my button when you said that one. <laughs> so I see oh, that good. a lot. I'm, I'm glad. And, mm-hmm. and I love all the stuff that you're saying because it is so true and so relevant. And we do bring that baggage with us from relationship to relationship to relationship. And love requires you to be vulnerable. And people are afraid to be vulnerable. If I let my guard down, I might get hurt. So you walk in in your suit of armor and then get upset when a man doesn't love you the way you want to be loved, but he can't get to you because of all the armor. And I'm saying it from a woman's perspective because that's often the direction that that conversation goes. But truth of the matter is a lot of brothers are afraid of marriage too. And there are a lot of women out there that are ready to get married and they'll find a man and they'll be in a relationship with him for years and he just won't won't commit. And so, as a, a matter of fact, um, this coming Saturday, and I wish I need to pull up the information so I can share it with you guys, but this coming Saturday in Atlanta, there is something called an Epic Women's Conference. And at this Epic Women's Conference, um, there is a panel discussion. It's a women's conference. The panel is going to be all men. One of the men who will be on the panel is our own Hank Stewart, and I am the moderator of the parents. Of the panel, I'm sorry. So some of the things that we're actually going to be talking about deal with a lot of this stuff. Um, there are topics that they've given me to run with when we do this panel, but the panel is going to take place. Um, it's called Epic Women's Leadership Expo, and it's actually being put on by Pastor Sabrina McKenzie. Um, Hank, let me just get you to, to jump in a little bit and, and see Give us a little taste of what we might expect to hear from you on this subject if uh, people are able to to come out and support the panel. I'm looking as we're speaking. I'm trying to remember where, what hotel. I know it's downtown Atlanta. You remember what hotel it's being hosted at? You, you know what? I, I, I'm trying to remember what i got to do tomorrow. So, uh, sadly. I'm going to see if I can find Aaron, it. Aaron, I Aaron, Dr. Turpo, you know about that. You know, just trying to, I'm just trying to stay one day ahead of the game. <laughs> but it should be great, and I know it's going to be, I think it's going to be an incredible panel because I know you, you're the moderator for it. Am I correct? I'm the moderator on the moderator for, Yeah, so uh, it's going to be, I think it's going to be an incredible panel. Um, I remember um, when I was asking the, and the, um, and all of the guests that are, are, are being chosen for that panel was, was pretty, uh, was pretty influential. So I'm looking forward to it. I think, you know, I think, again, I have to kind of pick it back on Dr. Turpo um, and, 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 you know, what you're saying, Doc, um, I think we we really need to look at how we do things because I think we we're we're rearing a whole set of young ladies I think who are uh, at a place right now where there's there's no faith in men I, you know and I think let's not be fooled I think marriages wasn't always good back in the seventies either I think mm-hmm. you had women who were um, who were not breadwinners or even making any bread, uh, who were uh, held hostage uh, at home, and so they couldn't leave. 
you know. Um, and so right. it wasn't that Mama and Daddy had a 50-year a relationship. Mama would have left if she had the means to leave um, because Daddy wasn't always, you know, on point. Um, but then you have the flip side where, you know, Mama's training her little girl, you know, you won't have to go through what I went through. You know, you ain't gonna have to take it from a man, and so we are gonna make sure that we get you the education. And and I think, Doc, uh, Dr. Turpo, you can help me if I'm wrong on this, but you see, uh, even if you look at HBCUs, the number of enrollment of African American women versus African American men is such a, uh, it, it's so imbalanced. You have uh, seventy thirty, uh, sixty five. 35, you know, 55, 45. I don't think there's any uh, situation where men dominate HBCUs uh, and, and enrollment. And so you have this economic difference that's going on between women and men. So, And now the, the woman is saying, you know, I ain't got to take that. I'm the breadwinner. You know, so we, we have so many different um, – we have so many different issues that we're dealing with in 2014, and um, and I, you know, I think we we need to get back to what, what the, uh, you know, what the gentleman was just saying. We got to get back to the basics. Yeah, we do, and you know, it's interesting. I came across some information that says only about 20% of marriages end up being happy and fulfilling. 40% end up divorced. Well, the number is higher than that now. 20% permanently separate and 20% stay together in an unhappy marriage. So, I mean, to your point earlier, Hank, you're right. Things weren't always great for our parents and grandparents either. I think part of, even though I'm not necessarily an advocate for people being unhappy in marriage, I am an advocate for staying in marriage and finding a way to turn that unhappy marriage into a happy marriage because marriage is a covenant. It's not just a contract. It's not just something that you try and see if you like it. If I don't like it, well, I'll get out. It's not something that you can say, well, you know, we gave it a shot, but based on the performance of my spouse, you know, he didn't do what he was supposed to do. She didn't do what she was supposed to do. That's not it. You come into that thing for better or worse. And when you think about that, is there a limit to worse? You know, worse is, is just worse. And some people want to say, well, I know I said for better or for worse, but I didn't think it was going to get to be that bad. I find that marriages, even though we say a lot of things about why marriage ends, marriages end because of selfishness, basically. I am more interested in my needs and my happiness than I am in yours. You may be more interested in your needs and your happiness than you are in mine. And if we are truly taking care of one another and submitting one to another in a biblical way, if we're submitting, then we're taking care of one another so well. I'm interested in your happiness and well-being, and I'm willing to make sacrifices in order for you to be happy. Again, going back to the relationship, Christ and the church. So when people won't come out of self and what I want, that's often when marriages fail. And we need to do a better job of not leaving but sitting down and having open and honest communication and, and getting an understanding of this is a promise that we made till death. So what is it that we must do in order to make this work? So I'm going to flip the conversation a little bit because the, the topic of today's show is surviving marriage in the 21st century. So I'm going to hold off a minute, Triplets. That's the title of your book. We're going to let you take us out with that. But before we do that, Let's let Aaron talk about some of the things that are in the harmonious way, his book, that will help people understand how to survive marriage. And then, as I said, we'll close it out with the authors of How to Survive Marriage in the 21st Century. So, um, Aaron, what do, you, what do you have for people, people who are in these relationships? What is the harmonious way, and how do you find it? 
Well, the harmonious way is about uh, really getting in touch with yourself and who you are so that you can make a wise decision and a wise choice in who you decide to get married to. You know, we'll take more time out to figure out where we're going on vacation. We'll take more time out about what kind of house we're going to buy. We'll take out more time thinking about our investments than we do about going to get married to. So, you know, I think that who you're going to get married to is is a very important decision, and it's too important to depend on things like whims and, and emotions like romance and that type of thing. Or for my case, in my first marriages, you know, she was fine and the sex was good. So, you know, we, you know that was where I was coming from, and that was not a wise decision. And so I decided, I said, you know what, I made, I made a bad decision that time. I see other people are making bad decisions. My clients make bad decisions. I wrote my book. I said, well, we need to really make smarter decisions because this is so important. I'm a big mm-hmm. believer in the old proverb that says an ounce of prevention is worth a pound, of, a pound of cure. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> Ways be broken up and trying to heal and make it better. Why not make a decision from this jump? So that's exactly. what the whole book is about, is about making a smart, wise decision because it's worth it. And you're so right. You have to start with self. You know, I do workshops and talk about the seven factors of a healthy relationship, and factor number one is wholeness. You have got to be complete in who you are. You have to know who you are, know who you are, and when you come into a relationship, you should not be looking for someone who's going to complete you from the standpoint of, you know, um, my better half. They're completing you from the standpoint of there are certain things that, God ordained to be the responsibilities of husband, certain things he ordained to be the responsibilities of wife, and when the two come together, there's that complete union, that one flesh. But you can't come as an incomplete person and be expected to make to be made whole in a marital relationship. Another thing that was really good, and then, um, Hank, if you've got some stuff, jump in here as well, but another thing you said that I want to uh, comment on was you talked about emotions. And even though love and romance is, is all well and good, we really need to have a better understanding of what love is because love is just not that good feeling. Those feelings are going to pass. And I don't know, I can't speak for the triplets, um, but I can speak, like, say for myself and say in any marriage, no matter how good the marriage is, there are some bad days. There are going to be periods in a marriage where you might question your sanity when you made that decision. You might question, do I really want to stay here and deal with this stuff, whatever the stuff is, that much longer? There are times, because marriage is hard work, there are times when um, the emotions that brought you together are going to be hard to find. And so people need to understand that love is a choice. It's not a feeling. It's a decision that you make repeatedly. It's based on behavior. Love is demonstrated through behavior, and sometimes even when you don't feel like it. Like think about things that we, we use the word love very loosely sometimes, and but it can give us some insight. So, for instance, let's say you're somebody who loves to work out. You might be tired. You may have worked all day. You might not really feel like it, but you'll drag your tired butt to the gym and, and put in some time because you love to work out. So if you just, you know, if, if you think about other things that people love to do, you make the effort to do things that you love to do because love is a behavior. But then when it comes to marriage, 
There are things that we don't want to do because it's hard, because I don't feel like it, because they don't appreciate it, whatever the case might be. And so we really have to get back to understanding what love really is and not getting married out of emotion, not getting married because this is somebody that I want to be with, but this is somebody that I can't imagine being without. It's a totally different perspective. And when the conflict comes, because it will, conflict in a marriage is God's way of asking you to change. Conflict in a marriage is if if I look at this other person and I see things that aren't working for me or that I don't like, that's not the window opening for me to climb out and go someplace else. That's God saying, okay, you noticed that. They're my responsibility. I'll fix it. But how are you going to respond to those behaviors that you're not appreciating in that other person? So just as um, the triplets do workshops on this, and I know you do, Aaron, and I do, this is the kind of thing that we can talk about this forever because there are so many different ways to talk about marriage. But, Hank, what do you have? You got any comments you want to make? Yeah, I think I think the big thing is how we go into the marriage. I think most of us go into the marriage already broken. You know, we already we're going in broke. You know, we're going in uh, more concerned about the the wedding than the two people that's getting married. Exactly. You know, we you know you got this these huge wedding parties. I went to a wedding. I was in a wedding once doing reciting poetry, and Dr. Turpo every, almost and the triplets almost everything this I guess this woman has ever wanted was in that wedding. She had mm. dolls flying out. She had bridesmaids, junior bridesmaids. She had somebody singing. He had somebody singing when she came down the aisle, and when they, when he came when when he came down, and when the parents came down. I mean, the wedding was the wedding lasts longer than the marriage. Yeah. You know, and uh, and we have to just really be, I think, completely transparent when we're when we're talking about mating, uh, meeting someone and dating someone, uh, and leading into marriage because most marriages don't stand a snowball chance of hell because they didn't go into it the right way. Oh, you are so right. It is so important to understand yourself, as Aaron talked about in his book, and then to understand the other person that you're going to be joining your life with for the rest of your life. You have to pick the person wisely. Actually, I shouldn't even say that. You should not be picking the person. You really ought to be led to who it is that you're going to marry. But when you join with someone, you have that compatibility, making sure that this is the right fit, that is so important. Yep. And, I, and I just think we've we got to do a better job of, of you know, I, I think it starts so much early. I think, you know, how we rear our young men, how we rear our young ladies, and those things like the triplets are saying, that, you know, that's becoming a lost art. That's becoming ancient. It's becoming a dinosaur. Uh, and grooming young ladies to know how to, you know, how as a female to um, to support her, you know, her house and, and men how to protect and provide for that house. You know, we we we're just not we we're we're rearing a set of young men who uh, there's no father in the house. So I, I I was on a panel not too long ago where um, someone was saying the you know the mama do everything for the for the son. So now the son becomes a man baby. You know he's yeah. the, he's the head of the house. You know he's no good for nobody's daughter. You didn't train him. You didn't rear him to be um, you know to be a a a provider, a protector. Uh, a helpmate and loving and all this because you know you started treating that little child long you know years ago that young boy years ago uh, and and somebody can nobody can compare mom and you know mom and daddy the daughters you know they do everything for the daughter nobody can come behind daddy you know daddy done provide everything it ain't some mm-hmm. men don't stand That's a true. snowball chance in hell of That's being true. being what their daddy was to that daughter you know and she, and, exactly. and he's because always there to support her 
and and everything she needs. So you know, he he would tell her, don't you you know don't you ain't got to tell that you come home here. You know, I mean, we, we you know, and I'm not saying that, I'm not you know talking about the exceptions of abuse and all of that, but I'm talking about just the mere fact of standing and fighting for a marriage. You know, you got parents who support their children, you know, to a fault, and and it, it's not good for the marriage. So there's so many uh, there's so many things that we deal with just going into a marriage. You know, mm-hmm. um, that and think about it. Much to your point, okay. So you got a 50 year old man with the income that he's making, training his daughter who might be 23, 24, about what to expect from a man. Well, the man mm-hmm. she's going to connect with is not a 50 year old man with a 50 year old man income. He's 25, mm-hmm. just starting out, can't mm-hmm. afford to take care of you the way Daddy takes care of you, mm-hmm. and so she's turning up her nose at a good brother with good character, and which good is potential. what we ought to be looking at. Good character, good potential, turning up her nose because he can't treat me the way my daddy treats me. It's ridiculous. And then when we're training our women to be strong and independent, now, again, I mean, y'all know me, so you know that I'm strong and independent. However, there's a time and place for that, and marriage is not the time and place for that. It is not a woman's responsibility to run a household. It is not a woman's role to step in and be in charge. That is what the man is for. And what happens is we are raising women, society is raising women one way, and the way we're raising them is totally opposite to what God says that role of that woman happens to be. So the woman comes in with her own everything. She has learned to hunt and protect and she's the warrior, all the things we talked about earlier, she's learned to do that. And so you got men looking at her like, well, if you could do all that, then what do you need me for? What am I going to bring to this relationship? And so women really need to learn how to just quiet all of that and let a man be a man. So, yeah, you are right. It, marriage problems don't start after you get married. Marriage problems start when we're parents raising our children and we're not properly preparing them for marriage. So before we run out of time, let's let's go to the triplets. You guys have written the book. So tell us, what is the secret to surviving marriage in the 21st century? Oh, oh, it's our turn. Hello? Hello? Yes, Hello, yes your turn. What you talking about? Yeah, I was, I was just wondering. I heard you snoring over there. Oh, you didn't hear me. I was with whatever. Yeah, y'all, yeah. Y'all run out of time. You better tell us what's in that book. <laughs> uh, well, the book is for free on Amazon, so people can actually go on Amazon Kindle right now and download it for free, Surviving Marriage in the 21st Century, and they can get some great tips. It's, it's 13 tips to help you get to 20 years and beyond, but there's actually way more than 13 tips uh, in the book. There's way more than 13 tips. We take 13 of those and we expound on them. What, what's in the book is you need to quit changing people. And nobody's going to be changing me. I change on my own. Ain't nobody got to change nothing I'm doing. Oh, ain't nobody trying to change Nobody you. trying to change I'm trying to keep you woke. You're trying to go to bed with the old folks. Yeah, quit changing people. Let, let people change on their own. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, go to bed with the old folks and wake up with the roosters. That's what you do. So, so help us out because, okay, now people's had a chance to listen to you a little bit and they know that there are 13 tips or even more in the book, but in order to make someone want to run to Amazon and get that book, give them a little taste of what's in there. Can you share two or three of the tips so that people are hungry to get the, the rest of them? 
Well, what's in the book is exactly what you heard. We we write the way that we speak. As a matter of fact, we have an audio book coming out, an audio book version of the book coming out because our publisher wanted to do that. That's the way the words jump off the page. We speak we exactly the way it is written is what we speak is what we are. It, it's true to that. Sometimes just show you what's in the marriage. I mean, the, the, the book is about showing you what marriage is about. It's not, I, I can't. Guide, God, guys. I can't guide anyone, but I can try to let you see from what I'm doing or trying to uh, do in the, in a marriage on how things may work or things may not work. You might you have to work on that. I mean, everybody's different. I can't tell you how your wife's gonna do. I can't, you know, can nobody tell how the husband is gonna be or what? Because we don't know each other. Those two people. That's why marriage is so unique. Because those two people are the two people who know each other and going to grow and learn a whole bunch about each other that they don't nobody know. And let me go back just to that that letter that you read uh, a while ago about the sister that was kind of hurting as far as she's trying to find some type of uh, guide as far as her marriage is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she's saying that she doesn't want to be emotionally hurt. Okay, we can categorize that in several different ways. And we've been married what would be what twenty five years in October. We've known each other mm-hmm. almost thirty years. Okay, in the thirty years that we've known each other, even before marriage, there's been some emotionally hurt days. So nothing is perfect here. There, there's not going to be anything perfect here. But you have to refine that define it, and move on. You have, to, you have to move on. Now, besides for abuse and adultery, and some marriages have survived even that, but we say if, you, if it's abusive, run from that. But some marriages have about, uh, survived adultery. Thank goodness we haven't had to have that issue. Uh, adult, adultery me if you want. Ain't nobody going to adultery. Ain't nobody no adulterers over here, okay? So depending on what the hurt is, you know, he came home from work and he didn't give you a kiss, and that just messed up your whole evening, okay? you got to move on from that. You've got to define what that hurt is, and you've got to move on from that. So to say emotionally hurt, she really has to be true and real with herself and decide what she what she's going to put up with, and then she has to have that conversation with her spouse, not with everybody else, not on Facebook, you know, medical putting all them people in your business, and they have to come to an agreement and say, okay, he has to understand how she was hurt, and then they have to move on. Sounds good. Appreciate that. Sounds good. So tell tell us again how we tell us how we get in touch with you, and how we get access to the book. I'm looking at you. Tell them. Huh? That ain't my part. Okay, you can. I, and hold on, I, I stay in my lane, girl. You know, I stay in my lane. You can go to our I website. You can go to our website, Triplet dot com. Uh, you can make sure that you get. We give out great marriage tips on our blog and also on our Facebook fan page, Rufus Dash Jenny Triplet. Find us on Twitter at our marriage tips, um, Instagram, uh, Triplet yes, World. Stop it, <laughs> Triplet World. And you can also uh, give us a call. We have events out there. We have a great event, marriage event, 
coming back, coming up the end of this month, uh, getting back to the swoon of the honeymoon right here yeah. in Atlanta. We're going to be in, where are we going to be? Our schedule. We're going to be in D.C. I'm just trying to teach them that one word. Yes, dear. We're going to be at a global summit uh, at Chateau Alain in Atlanta or north of Atlanta. Uh, just go to our events page. We have all kind of events coming up and workshops that we do, and yeah. Yes, dear. RufusandJennyTruva.com, and also go to Amazon, Survive, uh, Surviving Marriage in the 21st Can I stop saying yes, dear, now? Yes. Very good. Thank you so much. And so, Aaron Terpo, um, how do we get in touch with you, and how do we get your book? Sure. Uh, you can go to my website. It's uh, com, and that's spelled D as in diamond, R. P is in Tom, U R, P is in Peter, E A U dot com, drturpo.com. And my telephone number is 678 522 6548. And you can get uh, my book, The Harmonious Way, on my website at drturpo.com. Hi, thank you so much. Any lasting words from you, uh, Mr. Stewart? Anything you want to leave with people before we wrap up? Sounds like we lost Hank. Is it a calling doc? No, 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 you have me. Can you hear me? Oh, good, good. There you are. Now I hear okay. you. Yeah, I think it's I think it's an important topic. I'm I'm I really appreciate the uh the topic. I think it's a um a very important topic. I think we have to really deal with it a lot more, uh, in more uh platforms because if we don't we're going to continue to see our numbers. I think it was a stat that showed that every other nationality is above sixty percent marriage and we're below thirty I mean below forty now. Um, I, I can't remember where I saw that stat, but it blew me away. And it, and you know, and maybe you and Dr. Turpo can confirm, you know, can confirm that stat. But it just seems as if we, you know, we're getting further and further away uh, from marriage, and we got to find it because I think it's gonna it's gonna be crucial to uh, to the success of our kids, our community, and our relationship with God. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. And as we talked about earlier, the marital relationship is key to so many other areas and aspects of how we live our lives in society that if we did a better job of um, taking care of our marriages, we would certainly see a reduction in other things like, you know, the crime rate and, and poor health and so forth. So definitely an important subject and one that we will bring up again from time to time. So because we are at the the end of our time, let me just thank the triplets in Aaron Turpo, for being with us um, tonight as we talked about surviving marriage in the 21st century. You can always find Hank and I here on the first Wednesday of every month, 8 o'clock Central Time. We come and bring you different topics dealing with relationships and bring guests along as well. And so from time to time, you know, hit us up. Contact us on, um, on Facebook or send us emails. You can always email us through the show. We are uh, part of the Blog Talk radio.com slash the Coco Express Show. So you can always go to blogtalkradio.com slash the hyphen Coco hyphen Express and find us. And whenever you want to, um, you know, to, to give us a question or something you want to hear about, something you want us to discuss, please do that. So I'm going to ask my, my guests if you all would just hold on for a second, and I'm going to turn it back to our producer, Aurelia. Thank you all so much for joining us for another episode of Relationship Remedies for Us. Peace. Yes, I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you for joining us on this show. It was very enlightening and, and entertaining. I learned a great deal. 
And I hope that you take the opportunity to come back and join us again because we would love to have you. All right. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, Take care. Um, okay. So everyone have a wonderful evening, and um, I'm going to just ask you to just hold on for a few minutes, and I'll speak with you, each of you individually. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Thanks for tuning in, and come back for more Relationship Remedies with Dr. Linda and Hank. Because it's all about you, it's all about me, it's all about us. Is in Peter, E-A-U dot com. That's com. Okay, we missed something because you faded out. It's D-R. Yeah, T. Okay. T is in Tom. Uh-huh. Yes. U-R. Okay. T is in Peter. Mm-hmm. E-A-U. U dot com. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So I'm going to um, put all that information up on the website uh, for your book, for the triplets book and your book as well, so that they can um, go to the website that, you you know, um, Amazon and wherever the book is located, and they can uh, purchase the books for each of you as well. Yes. Yeah. Okay, thank okay? you. You're welcome. Uh, Have a good evening. Um, Hank and Linda, thank yes. you so much. Oh. Thank you. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks for having me. Bye. All right. Bye-bye.